Okay, so Thanksgiving obviously right around the corner. I thought we would take a couple minutes tonight, and that's really what it'll be, a couple minutes this evening, and think through those things that are those, I don't know, events along the, the trail of our life that bring some sense of thankfulness. What is it that, that truly makes a person thankful? I, I suspect that you could think of a lot of different things. I mean, there are things like friends and family and, and maybe a good job and, and uh, you know, there are comforts and freedoms. But before we get to what is it that makes us thankful, let's take a couple minutes and think about those things that do the opposite. Okay, what is it that in your life and in mine sometimes have the tendency to bring or breed, that's probably a better word, a spirit of thanklessness or unthankfulness. And I wrote a couple things down. First of all, adversity, of course, that's true. When we have difficulties along the path of life, it's one of those things that we don't immediately thank the Lord for. And in my notes, I thought about what took place with the people of Israel. They're facing some adversity. In Numbers chapter 21... Verses 4 and 5, if you're taking notes, jot that down. Listen to what happened. They didn't like the way that they had to go. And the Bible says, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. Now, here's what happened. They didn't want to go around it to compass the land. They, They wanted to go through it, but that way was blocked. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And so this adversity, they didn't like the circumstances. Look at, what it, look at what it caused. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. They, they didn't like manna. Or they're, they're complaining about it. What, what is it that the adversity in their life brought? Well, it brought some spirit of thanklessness. I mean, how many of you have ever just, um, how many of you have had someone look at you and say, whoa, you okay? And, and our response is, I'm anything but okay. So, uh, some people say, hey, good morning. And, and you look at them and say, maybe for you. And we're thinking, it's because I've got some challenges, some difficulties. I don't like the way I have to do whatever, adversity. We could go on and on with different biblical examples of it. But suffice it to say that we, like the children of Israel, oftentimes get bothered from adverse situations. We don't like the way the Lord seems to be preparing our path. The second thing is a little bit more surprising, but it does the same. Do you know, sometimes a thing that keeps us from being thankful is not just adversity, but sometimes abundance. Have you ever thought about that? Abundance is, is at times the very thing that causes us to have a thankless spirit. You say, well, do you have any, any biblical insight on that? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 45 through 47. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee. Oh, wow. Like, okay, this, this, uh, uh, these curses from God, these hardships from God, going to pursue you and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. Well, why? He says, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder upon thy seed forever. Why? 
Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, listen, for the abundance of all things. Here, here God is saying, listen, you're going to have some difficulties. I have blessed you with the abundance of all things, but you didn't recognize it. Instead, you seem to, to think that your way was difficult or you didn't have enough or if God would only do this additional thing. He said, wow, you should have recognized the abundance of all things instead of this sense of, well, well, God just hasn't done enough for me. So adversity, abundance. I think even in the lives of believers, there could be something about our acceptance with God that causes us to have some sense of thanklessness. You say again, well, where do you get that from? Hebrews chapter two, verse number one. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. He says, hey, listen, you've been given acceptance into the beloved. He said, we ought to pay very special attention to the things that we've already received, those truths that are already ours. He says, because the tendency that all of us have is to let those things that may have once been counted by us as very special, as Oh, not necessarily so special after all. What are some of the things that make us unthankful? Well, adversity, abundance, even acceptance. Okay, so let's flip the coin and let's say, well, what are some of the things then that make us thankful? And you're probably already two or three steps ahead of me, but what do you think the first thing is that has the potential to really make us thankful? Well, if you review your notes, you're probably not far off. Adversity. Sometimes the very thing that Satan is striving to use to get us to have some spirit of thanklessness is the very thing that God has brought across our path to bring just the opposite. In Psalm 119, verse number 71, listen to what he says. He says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. Do you know what the psalmist is saying? He's saying, Lord, thank you. You brought some affliction in my life. And as I look back on what it is that you brought to me, I find that there is actually something good on my behalf that you were doing. He goes on, he says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. You say, well, why is adversity good? Well, it causes us to grow. Exodus chapter 1, in a very practical way, the Bible says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. The more they afflicted them, the more they saw the blessing of, of abundance and of growth from God. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. In other words, it starts to develop some abilities to stand. There's something in it for you and for me when we face adversity. Uh, why is adversity good? Well, it, causes, it brings growth. It also causes us to cry out to the one who has what we need. The Bible says this. The Bible says, and when he was in affliction, 2 Chronicles 33, 12. And by the way, this is speaking of a guy that you never thought words of, of petition to God would come out of his mouth. You never thought that out of the mouth of King Manasseh 
Would you ever hear that he is calling out on God? But this is said of Manasseh. But, and when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. What did affliction do to a, a, a bad king like Manasseh? It caused him to cry out to God. He does so, he, he can't help but look back on that moment. And by the way, God heard him when he was in affliction and he returns him to his throne. He, he can't help but say, Lord, how grateful I am that you put me in a place of affliction. The psalmist prayed, look upon mine affliction and my pain, forgive all my sins. Who's he talking to? Do you find in your own life or have you found in your own life that you cry out to God with a fervency in affliction that times of comfort and ease never provide? Isn't there something, if you're going through a time of affliction right now, have you stood back and at least said, Lord, I, clearly no one likes affliction. There's something broken about our thinking with that. But Lord, if I can like what you are doing in affliction, and the refocus of my attention on you in the midst of this affliction, Lord, I give you praise. What is the, you know, when we're crying out, what does that do? And here's something to praise the Lord for. Crying out gets the attention of God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Psalm 22, verse 24, for he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard. Have you ever seen people going through intense affliction? And you know, at times we, we find there is some, I don't know, sweet spirit of thanksgiving in them, even from this renewed relationship with their God. I don't know if you've heard the name John R. Rice before, but John R. Rice has been long departed from this earth and in heaven. But John R. Rice told the story, and man, when, when I'm reading this story, I'm like, oh, how hard it would be to knock on this door. Listen to what John R. wrote about. He, he told of the story when he was dreading to go preach the funeral service of a 15-year-old girl. During the depression, the father had left the family. The mother set out to make a living for her and her two children. She worked hard, but the work turns her body from strength into weakness. Tuberculosis brings her down. Her independent spirit was broken when she had to go on welfare. And then to top it all off, her 15-year-old daughter became sick and soon died of the illness. John R. Rice is saying, what am I gonna say to this sick woman? She's been deserted by her husband. Her health is gone. She's living in poverty and her daughter is now dead. And then he wrote this. He said, but coming into her presence was like coming into a sunlit place of flowers and beauty. She smiled so sweetly as she took my hand into hers. Although tears ran down her face, she smiled. And then she said, Brother Rice, Jesus said he would not leave us comfortless. He said he would come to us. He came, she said, and then she repeats the same. He came. Where did she meet Jesus in such intimate fashion? In the midst of her adversity. 
I'm submitting to you that one of the very things that causes us to, to cry out and overflow with gratitude is found in the midst of the flames, the fiery furnace of affliction. What is it that causes us the spirit of like, wow, thanksgiving? Well, certainly it's adversity. It's also what we said can, can sometimes cause the opposite, our abundance. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever seen God meet a need? Whether it was, was some monetary need or some other need at just the right time in ways that just blew your mind. And you saw God provide a need out of the abundance of his riches and glory provided, bought and paid for on your behalf by Christ Jesus. Psalm 68, verse number 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Wow, who daily? Blessed be the Lord who every day I awake, he's got this new truck load. You can almost hear the beep, beep, beep of the truck backing up to your very feet and saying, I'm gonna unload on you all your daily benefits. He daily loads us with benefits. And we need not look very far to understand the reality of the same. What is it that brings thankfulness? Well, adversity, abundance of his daily blessings. And then to top it all off, acceptance. We are accepted in the beloved. Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Listen, I, I know there are a lot of people that we treat like family, but they're not really family. You're, you're not just coming to God and acting you know, I kind of look at him as this father in heaven. No, 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 no. He says, I am, your, I am your father in heaven. We are accepted into, made part of, adopted, whereby now we can say, Papa. The most intimate of terms, Father. This is our God. Accepted not only into the family, but even though we still sin. There's nothing that separates us from the love of God. Isaiah 55, 7 said, Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. How often does he pardon? The apostle Peter comes and says, How often should I forgive him that sins against me? Till seven times. And, and Jesus just like, wow. He, he, Peter's having a hard time processing this. Peter, I'm telling you, till 70 times seven. He's saying over and over and over again, how does he forgive you? Oh, as many times as you seek it. I, I thought about what love could remember. No wrongs we have done. Omniscient, all-knowing, he counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. I have a lot to be thankful for because I am accepted in the beloved. You know, sometimes the very things that make us unthankful are the very things for which we should be thanking the Lord. Years ago, I, I heard and then read an old poem and it goes like this. Today upon a bus, I saw a lovely girl with golden hair. 
I envied her, she seemed so happy, and how I wished I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch, but as she passed, a smile. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two feet and the world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And then I saw that he was blind. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes and the world is mine. Then when walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment, then I said, why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word, and then I knew he could not hear. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears and the world is mine. With feet to take me where I'd go, with eyes to see the sunsets glow, with ears to hear what I would know. I'm blessed indeed. The world is mine. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. Do you know sometimes the very thing that causes us to be unthankful is the thing that God's using, if we'll approach it, look at it correctly, it's the very thing that can cause us to overflow with thanksgiving to the one who is worthy of the same.